Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Greater European Talks. I'm Eylül Erva. We are going to talk about how effective the sanctions against Russia are. Today we are joined by Ali Zafar. Hello Ali. Hi, first of all, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for joining us. Um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe your interest in this subject? Right. So I am student of international relations at National Defense University, Pakistan. I have a number of research publications to my name, and I'm a regular participant to international economic conferences where I present my research work. This year, I've presented two research papers related to Russia-Ukraine war and Russian geopolitical discourse. The study of Russian geopolitics and civilizational discourse are part of my scholarly research interest. Yeah, perfect. So you are uh, very much interested in this subject, which is great for this episode. So we're going to talk about sanctions and sanctions have been one of the most important ways that the international community has responded to Russia's attacks. What sanctions are now applied against Russia? Maybe you can tell us a little bit about them. Yeah, sure. So the economic sanctions that the West has imposed on Russia have been unprecedented in their speed, scale, and scope. Um, for recently, I was going through this report that EU has adopted six packages of sanctions against Moscow. The sanctions include a complete halt on any new investment into Russia. Several state-owned enterprises, for instance, the Alpha Bank, have been sanctioned from EU banking setup. Then the major setback to Russia is the removal of Russian banks from the international financial messaging system, which we call as SWIFT. SWIFT is important for Russia because, you know, uh, 70% of Russian transactions were made through this system. Moreover, there is a complete ban on oil, gas, uh, that, that's in process. And, and the target is to b- stop buying 90% of EU oil supplies from Russia by the end of 22. Now, these things are um, are of great importance to Russia, especially also the uh, stop uh, Germany's decision to stop the construction of Nord Stream 2 pipeline as well. So there's a lot in going in flux as well. Then uh, towards the people, the uh, sanctions have been targeted as well. For instance, similarly, several international companies, including Volvo, Nokia, Apple, General Motors, BMW, etc., have suspended their businesses in and in Russia. And there is also prohibition on trade on arms, public financial trade, and several other things are in line. So the thing is this, that these are of unprecedented nature. And what's more interesting is that these are more stricter than the ones imposed on Russia um, in 2014 after the annexation of Crimea. Yeah, thank you. It was very quick and brief explanation of uh, the sanctions up until now. And also there is a Council of Europe sanctions, right? Yes, there are there are a lot of things uh, happening and I believe they are really effective. They have been able to target Russian economy. And the, I, I believe they are very important for the West to know that, you know, who stands with the liberal international order and what are the stakes that the, uh, that are involved for European security interests. So I believe they have been effective and they are actually the need of the or to allow every state to understand that what that they need to support the US sponsored liberal international order that is good for the peace and order of the uh, of, of the world. EU Commission President Ursula von der Leyen has called the Russia sanctions the toughest the world has ever seen. Uh, do you think that's right to say? 
well one can have their own opinion on it for me the sanctions are targeted and they have been holistic in nature from the eu uk us canada and other western powers but the major point of focus should be that such statements are part of the general discourse that the european leaders want to build against russia by portraying that the russian actions are against the you know the world order and it is against the established norms principles which is why they want the world to accept that the sanctions are the toughest the world has ever seen yes the sanctions are enormous in scale but the point of the discussion should be that the impact of sanctions which cannot easily be understood uh, completely because the situation is already in flux the reports regarding the exact impact of russian economy will be full of biases for now as well so i mean russia wants to prove that the sanctions are not as effective while the west wants to show that they are breaking the backbone of russian economy so these statements are important but still they do not present the whole picture one simple catch here is that sanctions are not the only means to pressurize the state, state to stop the war let's wait and observe how far the sanctions will be able to compel russia to stop the invasion as per my understanding of the subject just sanctions on russia and supply of arms to ukraine would not be enough and as eu commissioner said although they are the toughest the world has ever seen but they have not been able to stop the war till now so there is a there is a space that needs to be filled i agree with you uh, the numbers uh, do not indicate anything without effective impact we can say some truth can be found in the statement but as you said it doesn't show the whole picture and i'd like to ask you about the impact of sanctions because everyone says that uh, it is always difficult to assess it in in short term in order to have an accurate empirical assessment of how well the sanctions are working we need some time to pass how much time do you think needs to pass before we can judge the effects of economic sanctions yeah, that's a very important and pertinent question and scholars have been looking for an answer to it but the thing is that sanctions are never meant to produce results in short term history is full of examples where the us has sponsored re uh, sanctions regimes and the results came after years even in the best case of sanctions that we have that is the example of sanctions against south africa in 1986 which is considered as the most successful case in history the reason and for uh, for the successful sanctions was not just that it was the only sanctions that uh, that were effective but there were a lot of intervening factors that and in this case it's hard to conceptualize the real extent to which the pressure will be generated from these sanctions so i will say that let's observe the impact from a six month gap period for instance see the impact of sanctions in the first six months and and then see how sanctions are impacting russia in the next six months especially when the winters are around the corner in europe and the need for russian energy will increase in europe um, the russian energy will increase in europe and you know there will be fluctuation in oil prices there will be further change in ground realities as well so at this stage an ac accurate empirical assessment of the effectiveness of the sanctions is difficult Uh, especially in the short term impact understanding it will be very difficult uh, to conceptualize but in the long run we'll start seeing impact so what can the states do in order to understand uh, the effectiveness of sanctions in the long run so keep an eye on the general indicators such uh, such as observe the decrease in russia's export see the decrease in foreign direct investment in russia see how annual inflation is rising see how several russians are leaving russia see how retail trade is getting impacted see the stats related to um gdp so these are general indicators that will help in making a clear picture regarding the impact of sanctions but in a long run in a short run things uh, it's very difficult to assess and i think there is also another challenge uh for having an effective outcome of of these sanctions because different countries impose different sanctions and i want to ask you do you believe 
that differences in sanctions pose a significant risk of fragmentation. Yes, they do. See, until now, the sanctions have been introduced from the Western world and several non-European states are silent on the matter. So the question here is that the Ukraine war is viewed by many in the East as Western problem rather than the global crisis. So this also shows the, you know, the disparity. The world is not completely standing against this aggression by Russia. It's only the Western powers who are, you know, coercing Russia in accepting Western dictate. So when states are thinking like this across the globe, then obviously there will exist disparities in sanctions as several states will not abide by the rules of business set forth in shape of sanctions against an aggressive state. The risk of fragmentations, I believe they do exist. Let me state an example here. So many Asian states are buying cheap Russian oil at the same time. Saudi Arabia is not willing to increase its oil production, although President Biden and even Boris, the former prime minister of Britain, he even went to Saudi Arabia to you know, ask them to increase their oil production because the energy demand is increasing in Europe. So only these two steps by, by these two states have jolted the energy market. And it is difficult for US and EU member states to find a cheap alternative to Russian oil as well. These are the um, things that are happening. And these are also making it difficult for Europe to continue with their effective, uh, continue with effective sanctions. And this will raise questions and they need to be understood. So I do agree that other states have the right to choose their side because they have their uh, have to pursue their own national interest-based foreign policy. But the US and EU members need to ask these states who are beyond Europe to stand with them. And if they don't, this will this could also lead to a negative impact on their relations with the Western worlds. So these are the things that need to be discussed. Otherwise, there will exist disparity. There will exist risk of fragmentation if you are not able to stop the you know the profit that Russia is generating from Asian markets. Uh, so what about uh, Russian peoples and their daily lives? How are sanctions affecting them? Well, as we have discussed that the impact of sanctions cannot easily be understood unless and until credible stats are available, but still we can say that the impact will be felt by Russians. Considering the Western reported stats, uh, the situation is getting worse in Russia. You know, like 17.1% annual inflation in May is observed. 8 to 9% retail trade set to fall this year. Then car sales fall in May 2022 is observed around like 83.5%. And then 7.8% official forecast of fall in Russian GDP in 2022 is expected. So because of these rising concerns, people have started showing their concerns as well. For instance, the price prices are climbing and people are stocking up. On social, me- uh, on social media, I was going through this thing and uh, there was Russian consumers are noting early price increase for some products, particularly electronics and appliances. Following past sanctions, the country had built up domestic products, mainly of food, but still the people are, you know, they're dependent uh, on the Western technology for medication and other imports. So these things are in line and they are impacting the Russians. And there have been other things that going on as well. For instance, you know, the, the travel ban, on Russians that they can't leave uh, the country, and especially the recent steps taken by Finland to, you know, stop the stop uh, Russians from reaching Europe. So these are few developments that need to be understood to understand how the individual is getting impacted. So the idea is that the outpouring of mobile automobiles, electronics, and related foreign investment in Russia will undoubtedly spark public outrage and. It is important. I believe it is important to galvanize support in favor of liberal, anti-Putin and anti-autocratic factions against the government's action, especially when the situation implies a possible Iron Curtain 
owe for Russian citizens, especially the young Russians who stand more with liberal values. So how has Russia reacted to such negative outcomes? Well, Russia's response to sanctions was not shock at all. You know, the, considering the sanctions that the West imposed on Russia after the Crimean annexation, Russia had a better idea on the type on the type of action that the West is willing to take. So they were mentally prepared for it. Uh, they have a history of you know how to prepare for wars as well. It, and they are very. Uh, so this is important for, for Russia because they know that what the West had in bank against Russia, the new Europeans, uh, you know, the new Europe's vulnerabilities are something that Russia is targeting. They know that the Russian uh, energy reserves are very important for Europe. Even in August, I, I was going through this report, Russia provides 1.7 million barrels per day to Europe. So this highlights that as Europe moves towards a complete ban on Russian oil and gas, it will intensify the need for alternative energy supplies. So Russia aims to exploit these insecurities. This is its reaction. Like It wants to exploit those insecurities of Europe. It even did this thing by asking several European states to pay for their energy in rubles rather than the dollar or euros um, specified in their contracts. Such tactics are working as European energy costs, um, costs have increased by, uh, I think, around 54% in the first six months of the war. Also, there are other steps taken by Russia as well, its reaction. For instance, the um, Russian president signed a decree in, uh, on tit for that economic measures against US and other countries affiliated with them in, connecting, in connection with Western sanctions imposed on Russia. Russia is also now selling its oil in Asia, as I uh, previously explained. So even most recently, it has signed a deal with Afghan Taliban for the sale of cheap Russian oil. So it, it is taking such measures. So what I have to say um, about this is that also, despite the level of sanction, Russia remains firm to continue with its invasion. So ask how Russia has responded. I must say that it continues with what it aims to achieve from the war. Russia has even announced partial mobilization of forces, therefore highlighting that Russia remains committed to its end. It wants to achieve from that war. Thank you so much. I hope my answers were not too, you know, they were not too much, uh, too big. I, I thought that they need to be brief, but you know there are certain things if you do not explain, it's um, it's difficult for the audience maybe who do not un understand the you know the level of sanctions that have been imposed on Russia. So I, I thought it's important that they have a background of it. Yeah, this is a very complicated uh, situation, and everything changes in a minute. Uh, but I, I think you you did very well, and it was very insightful conversation. Thank you. That's all for today. Thank you for listening. If you would like to join one of our future episodes, please email us at podcast at